Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. In our last class of the tafsir of the Quran through the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we looked at a part of the seerah in which the ulama they refer to as Am al-Huzn, the year of sadness for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the reason this year is called the year of sadness is because of two great calamities. First and foremost, the death of the uncle of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Who was, even before Bi'tha, before the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became a messenger or prophet, was like a father to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And after the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was raised, he defended the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, supported the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and protected the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But the greatest calamity of the death of Abu Talib is not the death in itself. It's that Abu Talib, he died as a mushrik, as a non-believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second calamity was the death of the beloved wife of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The first ever Muslim, the first to pray jama'ah, congregational prayer with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Such was her status that Jibreel would come to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam go to Khadija and he'll say to her, Jibreel, yuqri'uki salam. Direct salam from Jibreel to you, Khadija radiallahu anha. The one to believe in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And nobody believed. The one who supported the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also with her wealth. So this was a great calamity for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And after the death of Abu Talib, the mushrikeen, they sought new paths to harm him. He has no protector anymore. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to Ta'if to seek a fertile ground for da'wah, propagation according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this call of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Ta'if was met with rejection, mockery and violence. That they beat and they stoned the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the shoes of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was filled with his own blood. During this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the next surah we're going to look at today. This is the 11th surah to be revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the context of this and in the light of other things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this surah. This is the 11th surah to be revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the surah we're going to look at today is surah al-duha, surah al-duha. And as we always do in the tafsir of the Quran through the seerah, Systematically, we begin with what? Sababun nuzul. So we can relate it back to the seerah. The reason or the cause behind the revelation of surah of duha. The second thing we look at is what? The mawdu'ah. The topics that are contained within the surah. Because every surah has a topic or subject or topics and subjects. So certain verses will deal with certain topics and subjects. And other verses will deal with certain topics and subjects. As for sababun nuzul, the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the surah from the seerah, we have from the sunnah, hadith of al-Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala, the hadith of Jundub ibn Sufyan al-Bajalli, who said, اشتكى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فلم يقم ليلتين أو ثلاثا The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم became ill. And therefore the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم لم يقم he never stood up in prayer or recitation for two or three nights. Because we know in the beginning of the message of the Prophet Qiyamul Layl was what? Wajib. As we studied in Surah 2, Al-Muzammil. Illa qalila. But for two or three nights, the Prophet didn't pray out of illness. 
or he didn't stand up to recite. فَجَاءَتْ إِمْرَأَ فَقَالَتْ So a woman came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and she said, Ya Muhammad, directly to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Muhammad, إِنِّي لَأَرْجُوا أَنْ يَكُونْ شَيْطَانُكَ قَدْ تَرَكَكَ وَلَمْ أَرَهُ قَرِبَكَ مُنْذُ لَيْلَتَيْنْ أَوْ ثَلَاثًا A woman went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She said, I hope the shaytan who was disturbing you has left you alone. For I have not seen your shaytan coming close to you for two or three nights. And she meant by this, who was giving revelation to the Prophet sallallahu Your shaytan has left you now. After she said this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed his saying, Wadduha, Allah ta'ala says, I swear by the phone, Wallayli idha saja. And by the night, when it's still, مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى That your Lord has not abandoned you, nor does he despise you or hate you. The same thing has been related in Sahih al-Muslim, and in other narrations, it actually gives explicitly the name of this woman. And this woman was Ummu Jamil. And who was Ummu Jamil? The wife of Abu Lahab. The wife of Abu Lahab. In Al-Hakim, it says that Ummu Jamil, she came to the Prophet sallallahu and she said to him, that, مَا أَرَى شَيْطَانُكَ إِلَّا قَدْ قَلَاكَ I do not see except that your shaytan has hated you and despised you. At-Tabari, rahimahullah ta'ala, in his tafsir, also said, that أَبْطَأَ جِبْرِيلَ عَنِ النَّبِي sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Jibreel delayed or didn't come to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for a while. فَقَالَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ and the Mushikeen said, قَدْ وَدَعَ مُحَمَّدٍ That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَدِّعَ مُحَمَّدٍ Muhammad has been abandoned, has been forsaken. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, مَا وَدِّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى And Tabari, rahimahullah ta'ala, also relates from the seerah, that Ummu Jamil said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, مَا أَرَى صَاحِبَكَ إِلَّا قَدْ قَلَاكَ I do not see except for your companion has hated you and despised you. Now, in some other narration, he said this was spread by the Quraysh and not Ummu Jamil, but there's no contradiction. What had happened was, Ummu Jamil, like the rest of the Mushrikeen that will fight the Prophet in the daytime, what would they do at night? They'll secretly go to listen to the recitation of the Quran. Abu Jahl, Abu Sufyan, Ummu Jamil. Because how else would she know that the Prophet is not getting up at night? So, secretly, they'll go at night and listen to the Quran. Secretly. And listen to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Umm Jameel noticed for two or three days that the Prophet sallallahu not stood up in prayer. So she went to the Quraysh and she said to them, Sami'tum al-Akhbar, have you heard the news? Rabbu Muhammadin qad qala Muhammadan. The Lord of Muhammad hates, he despises and he dislikes Muhammad. So the rest of the Quraysh, they started to spread this. And then on top of that now, Jibreel alayhi salam, he didn't come to the Prophet for a number of days. So this rumor started to gain grounds and gain grounds and gain grounds. That the Lord of Muhammad has abandoned Muhammad. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down Surah Al-Duha in defense of the Prophet to show us that the one that defends his book and defends his Prophet is who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we look, because inshallah in Ramadan, Ramadan is about two, three weeks time inshallah, it's a good opportunity to also revise what we studied. That if we look at what we studied previously from the beginning of what was revealed to the Prophet sallallahu to where we've reached so far, 
is always the defense of the Prophet sallallahu by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if he's not defending the Prophet sallallahu he directly, directly confronts those who are challenging the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes charge of the affairs of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said upon the tongue of the Prophet in the Quran, inna waliyallah, waliyallah, that verily my wali, my protector, my ally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Alladhi nazzal al-kitab. My protector is the one that sent down this book. And likewise, wa huwa yatawalla salihin And he should take care of the affairs of the righteous ones. Then no matter what your enemies plot and they plan, so long as you're upon the book of Allah, the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu Allah will take charge of all your affairs in da'wah. No matter how much opposition, propagandas, rumor, because Allah Ta'ala is the one that sent down this book. So if we look from the beginning, you either find defense of the Prophet sallallahu or direct confrontation. Allah Ta'ala will directly confront them. An example in that is the first thing we studied in the tafsir. And what's the first thing we studied in tafsir? The first thing to be revealed, Surah Al-Alaq, that we find in Surah Al-Alaq a direct confrontation between who? Between the one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about. Do you not see the one that prevents the servant when he wants to pray? And who is this? Abu Jahl. When the Prophet was praying by the Kaaba, and he became enraged and angry, and he went to the Prophet he said, Alam anhaka anhada. Have I not told you not to do this here? And then he said, he's going to put his foot upon the neck of the Prophet until he buries his face in the dust. So he went to the Prophet and Prophet ignored him and he continued to pray. And Abu Jahan, he said to him, Do you know anybody here who has more counsel of helpers and backups and allies than me? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly confronted the statement of Abu Jahan in what? Let him call his allies, let him call his protectors and helpers. Sanadu Zabaniya. We will call upon him the guards of hell. And Abu Jahal, when he went to the Prophet ﷺ to stop him, the Prophet ﷺ was praying, ignored him. Abu Jahal ran away. And when he ran away, to show subhanAllah what Allah Ta'ala the tafsir of this ayah, when he ran away and went to the mushrikeen, the Prophet ﷺ said, Between me and him was a pit of fire. And between me and him, were those who possessed wings, the malaika, the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu said, لَوْ دَنَا مِنِّي If he came close to me, the angels would have ripped him apart limb by limb by limb. So you find direct confrontation, defense of the Prophet sallallahu After this, we cover Surah Al-Muddathir. Likewise, defense of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Against who? Against one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about in Surah Al-Muddathir, إِنَّهُ فَكَّرَ وَقَدَّرَ The one who thought and he pondered and he planned, Walid ibn Mughira. That how are we going to deal with the issue of Muhammad? فَقُتِلَ كَيْفَ قَدَّرَ May he be cursed in the way he plotted. ثُمَّ قُتِلَ كَيْفَ قَدَّرَ May he be cursed until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the ayat of what we do to Walid ibn Mughira. 
So we find in Mudathir, defense of the Prophet After Al-Mudathir were covered Al-Qalam likewise. In Al-Qalam, also defense of the Prophet in that which he was accused of. And what was he accused of in Surah Al-Qalam that Allah Ta'ala defended him from? Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala says, Noon wal-Qalami wa ma yasturun. I swear by the pen, the, one of the greatest creation of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. Ma anta bi ni'mati rabbika bi majnoon. I swear by the grace of your Lord, you Muhammad, you're not majnoon. You're not crazy. Defense again of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. After Surah Al-Qalam, Surah Al-Lahab, again, defense of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Of Abu Allah who said, may he be cursed and perished. Allah Ta'ala sat down, Tabbat yada Abi Lahabim wa tabba. May the hands of Abu Lahab or his actions and deeds become perished. After that, we have Surah At-Takweer. Surah Takweer, defense of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala said, وَمَا صَاحِبُكُمْ بِمَجْنُونَ Your companion is not majnoon, he's not insane. And likewise, in this surah, we have defense of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But this defense here in Surah Al-Duha, to show the magnitude of the defense, because of the bitterness, the sadness, the grief he gave to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala began this defense by what? Wal-Duha. By swearing by the most manifest, apparent, greatest of his creations, of duha And when we go to the tafsir of these ayat, we're going to see the greatness of these things. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not swear by anything except that thing is great in itself. But the greatness of that thing, it shows the greatness of who? The creator. So Allah swears by these things that shows the greatness of Allah, the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes care of his creation. Because the creation, you need night and you need day. For one point, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, your Lord does not despise you, nor has your Lord abandoned you. And this defense of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in honor of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this defense of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam contains love and compassion. When you read the surah, how Allah ta'ala defended the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with love and compassion. And also in this defense, Allah did not mention the one who was spreading these rumors to show how insignificant that individual is, the one spreading this rumor. So this is the sabab al-nuzul. This is the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this surah. As for the mawdu'ah, the topics of the surah. The first mawdu'ah of the surah, the first topic of the surah is difa' min Allah azza wa jal. Is defense from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in that which he'd been spreading that his Lord had abandoned him and his Lord he hates him. The second mawdu' of the surah is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tathkirullahi ta'ala rasulihi bima kana alayhi mundu awail nash'ata is Allah ta'ala reminds the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of what he's always been upon from the very beginning of his life. From the very beginning of his what? His life. And what has he been upon from the very beginning of his life? From Surah Al-Iqra or Surah Al-Alaq, we mentioned it. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the first thing revealed to the Prophet was what? Iqra bismi rabbik. Read in the name of your Lord. Not bismillah. And why did he say bismi rabbik? We said firstly because the mushikeen, they accepted Tawheed al They had no issue with it. And what is the second reason Allah Ta'ala rather than saying Bismillah, He said Bismi Rabbik. 
What's the second reason? Ya Luqman. You should know, mashallah, you're looking very fresh today, fresh trim. So I hope your mind is as fresh as that, mashallah. Now. Barakallah fi jazakallah khairan. Arab, we mentioned, comes from the word tarbiyah, the word tarbiyah, to nurture, to cultivate, to educate, to bring up. That the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned Rabb is that Allah cultivated, nurtured the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tarbiyah khasa in a special way from the very, very beginning. So Allah reminded him of this favor, how Allah ta'ala nurtured him before prophethood in a special way. And likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ma an'ama, that which Allah ta'ala bestowed upon him بِأَنَّهُ كَانَ يَتِيمًا That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam كَانَ يَتِيمًا فَأَوَى And Allah ta'ala gave him refuge. And wallahi, and this is a hikmah. If you look at the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam كُلُّ مَوْلُودِ يُولَدُ عَلَى فِطْرَةِ Every single child is born upon fitrah. Natural inclination of a tawheed. Oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it's the mother or the parents that make him a Yahud or a Christian or fire worshipper. What was the influence of the parents of the Prophet ﷺ in his lives? Almost zero. فَمَا رَبَّاهُ Who nurtured and cultivated him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah directly gave him refuge. Allah ta'ala reminded him of his favor. كَانَ جَاهِلًا فَعَلَّمَهُ That he was unaware. Because jahil, it doesn't mean you're ignorant. Because an ignorant person we know what that means. Doesn't just mean just ignorant in knowledge, in behavior. You're hoodlum or hooligan. So we cannot say the Prophet and mean that it was ignorant, it was unaware. And even in the Arabic language, you could say Jahitu has an amr. I was unaware of this. It doesn't mean I was ignorant of this. Because like I can mention before previously, it's very important to understand these type of things. That once in a message, the person was speaking, and he said, if you're a jahil, if you're ignorant, the Prophet was the most ignorant. Because he took it literally like this. He was unaware, unaware of what? The book of Allah, Wahi, the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala taught you these things. So it's not ignorant, but rather unaware of these things. And from the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that dalan, he did not know the path Allah ta'ala hada. Kana a'ilan faqeeran, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was poor and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala became sufficient for him, sufficing. Falyatma'in. So therefore, the Prophet should have a peace of mind, rest in his mind, assurance that Allah's promise will come true in that which yurdihi, in that which will please him. And that's why the surah ends with what? You will soon become pleased. This is the second mudu' of the surah. The third mudu' of the surah, topic of the surah, is taklifullah, rasulihi bi an yashkura ni'amullah subhanahu wa ta'ala alayhi. It's an obligation that Allah Ta'ala placed on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to be thankful of his favors upon him. Because towards the end of the ayah, or in the, in the middle of the surah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, Convey the blessings of your Lord. And any order to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is also an order to who? To the rest of us. That it's an order, it's an obligation to be always be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the third mudu'ah. To thank the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And 
if you thank Allah for his blessing from that Allah and not to shout or repose the yatim, the orphan. And likewise, not to shout or show bad manners to the one who asks you or is asking from you, a beggar for example. And to call to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with using the speech of that which Allah ta'ala has revealed to him from the affairs of his deen وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ الْبَيِّنَاتِ and the clear proofs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is the greatest ni'mah, blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's why they say when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says convey the ni'mah of your Lord that the ni'mah of your Lord is what? Al-Islam so long as you have Islam you have everything that always convey that ni'mah of your Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Aywa, to convey the na'mah of your Lord to the people. So in this, uh, in this uh, surah, we have three mudur. Jayid, the first mudur was defense of the Prophet which is from ayah number one to ayah number five. The second mudur is what? What's the second topic for those taking notes? Allah Ta'ala reminds the Prophet of his favors upon him of his favors upon him from the very 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 beginning that if you look at the seerah not everything it wasn't just an accident the death of the parents of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam where the prophet sallallahu alaihi ended up in as when we go on to after the surah to surah al-inshirah the splitting of the chest of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam which is a physical splitting not metaphorical alam nashrah laka sadrak that allah ta'ala split the chest of the prophet and took out his heart he called the angel to take out his heart and he was put back in. And if it were just metaphorical, the Sahaba radiallahu an would not have said, I saw the khayt, the stitching upon the chest of the Prophet sallallahu So it was reminding the Prophet sallallahu of his favors. And the last was the obligation to thank the ni'mah, the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the blessing of Allah is Islam, but also specific blessings, that it was an orphan. And there's none amongst us here Except we have what? Specific thing which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored us with. None amongst us, except we have, and each one of us know ourselves, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored us with. As for the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins with duha. Aqsam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala swears about duha. And this is a proof of adhamati ad duha. The greatness of duha. The greatness of what? What do they call it again in English? Fonum. And this fonum, which we're going to go into tafsir of this, there's a salah, salatu al-duha. And I mentioned this as a point of benefit. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the very beginning to pray what? Qiyamul layl. And later that obligation was lifted. But despite the lifting of that obligation, there were certain salawat that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he never, ever, ever, ever left. One of them is what? Salatu Witr. Salatu Witr. He never left Witr. And from the salawat which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam greatly encouraged was Salatu Duha. Abu Huraira radiallahu an, he said, Awsani sadiqi bi thalathin. That my friend, Muhammad sallallahu ordered me or advised me with three things and for me to never ever ever leave it so Abu Hayyar never left these three things and none of us should he said 
Firstly, Siyam Ayam Day, fasting on the white days, or the white days, which is the 13th, 14th, 15th, not of the Gregorian calendar, the Hijri calendar. So it's important for us to always be aware of the Hijri calendar. We should always just assume that it's 30 days. A month could be 29 or 30. We should always look out for these. 13, 14, 15. And Salatu al Witr. The Witr Salah. That even if you fail, you're not going to get up in the middle of the night. Immediately after Isha, pray. If you get up in the middle of the night again, you could pray Qiyam al It should be the last Salah, but it's not obligatory. That should never leave us Salatu Witr. Imam Ahmed ta'ala was once asked about a man. Now you solely Witr. He never prays Salat al-Witr. Imam Ahmed ta'ala says, Innahu is an evil man. Salat al-Witr. And the last thing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he ordered him with was Salat al-Duha. Duha salah Jayyid. Next week, inshaAllah ta'ala, we're going to the tafsir of this ayah, Surah al-Duha. And then we've got, I think, two weeks to Ramadan, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. And maybe Surah al-Inshirah, Oh, Isra wal Mi'raj. Because after this, because after every single hardship comes what is. I think we should go into Isra wal Mi'raj, the incident itself, and then last week for Ramadan to go into Bi'idhnillah ta'ala the lessons we could take from Isra wal Mi'raj. Subhanakallah, alhamdulillah,